Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centred and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Susan Hamilton Meyer is a brand strategist and visual artist and the founder of Susan Meyer Studio. She's on a mission to dispel the myth that creativity and strategy are at odds to help business leaders electrify their work and amplify their impact. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to talk today about creativity at work. Um, but would you like to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself first and how you got to where you are? Sure. I am a brand strategist. I live and work in New York City. I um, started out as, well, I am still an artist. I studied art in my undergraduate degree. And so it's a bit of an unlikely path that led me here. I was studying art and art history and I had the opportunity to interview for some jobs in management consulting and sort of went along with some friends on that journey and got interested in it because the way they explained strategy was if you like problem solving, if you like puzzles, if you like unraveling complicated uh, you know, questions, and I thought, yeah, well, that does sound like me. Let me give this a shot. And that's how I landed in a, a management consulting company. I, I worked, my first job was at the Boston Consulting Group. I definitely was a little bit out of my depth in that world as definitely the only art major in that job. But I learned a great deal and I really fell in love with the discipline of strategy and the idea of um, really thinking through how brands connect with consumers, this very emotional relationship that brands can create. And um, my time there was largely spent during the time when the internet was new and companies were trying to really think about what their brand meant and what, as they moved from a brick and mortar experience into an online experience. And companies who hadn't really thought too much about branding in the past, they thought about things like operations and finance and distribution, uh, were suddenly really focused on the area of that connection with the consumer and what it would mean. And so I have done a lot of consumer insight work um, and, and have made the rest of my career after leaving BCG as a brand strategist. I worked for some boutique companies and about 10 years ago I started my own company um, as a, I guess I'm a solopreneur, you would call it. And I work with a variety of collaborators for design and uh, some other strategists. Um, but I help companies of all sizes, large, middle, and small, think about what their vision is in the world and who they want to be, what they stand for, what their values are, and what their customers really care about and how those two things connect. Wow, that's amazing. So awesome that you've gone from the big companies to now being a solopreneur too, because that's a big difference, isn't it, coming from the different backgrounds? It's a big difference. It's a big difference in terms of lifestyle, which was certainly part of the choice. Um, but it's also a big difference in terms of my ability to choose the portfolio of work I do. And so I find that when I work for very large corporate clients, um, I learn a lot from them because they're very sophisticated marketers already. Um, and the bar is very high for what I do. But I'm often one of many, many vendors 
right, who are providing a service for them. And so what's gratifying about working for smaller companies is that, you know, this is a really big deal, typically when they undertake a, a branding exercise. For some, even doing a one-day workshop with me is a, is a budget strain. And so they are really paying attention. They're really engaged. And the work that we do in that room sees daylight immediately. And so that's very exciting and very gratifying. So I try to keep a portfolio of larger and smaller companies in my, in my work. Yeah, excellent. All right, well, that will lead us into our theme for today of creativity at work. So how about if you just talk a little bit more about creativity, what it means to you and how you're sort of bringing that into the workplace? Sure. So I think, first of all, I'm always kind of hammering away at the idea that everyone is creative. I think certainly in the work environment of uh, branding and advertising, where I spent a lot of my career, structurally often those companies are uh, organized into the creatives and the strategists. And I always found that a bit strange to sort of label people creative because I believe that everyone is creative. Not everyone is trained as a graphic designer or, you know, visual artist or a poet or a musician, but we all have creativity inside of us and everything that we do is creative. Um, so that's, first of all, just a philosophy that I bring to everything. And then in terms of practical application, because I am a visual person and I, you know, I, I enjoy exercising my creativity in my strategy work, um, I've developed over the years a set of tools that helps clients get to their strategic mission, but using creative tools. So I have them do collaging, I have them do poetry, um, I have them sometimes do sculptures, different ways of accessing what it is they're trying to say about their brand, about their values, about their mission. And, you know, we've all heard the expression, a picture is worth a thousand words. You know, how do you actually activate that in a corporate boardroom or, you know, a team meeting it can be very exciting. And, and the feedback I get from them is that, you know, we had a conversation that was very different from the kind of conversation we normally have. It's also extremely helpful in innovation situations because that's the other thing I, I, I help uh, people with is thinking about how do we grow, how do we develop new products. And so, which is extremely hard, right, to come up with brand new ideas. And if you just come into a room with a whiteboard and go, okay, guys, what should we do? <laughs> it, it can be really challenging. So, so using some tools that get people kind of exercising a different part of their brain or doing activities or, you know, movement or, or using glue and paste, things they don't normally do in their day to day can be extremely helpful. And it's something that I've come up with quite a bit. And with myself, even I used to say, Oh, I'm not creative. So I would always go into those different, and I was working in project management and, uh, things like that, looking at the high level stuff, but not being creative and all the creatives will be over the other side. So I'm gathering from what you're saying, that there has been this thing that out there for a long time that people go, oh, I'm not creative or I am creative. And they are, are separate, aren't they? So I'm loving how you're saying, let's get, um, you're thinking everyone's creative. Let's just see, you know, what you can do. And like even just collaging, isn't it? That's a bit of fun and gets people being creative. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's been interesting as I've been, on this journey and sort of talking about it on social media, LinkedIn and Twitter, the reaction I've gotten from people has been really fascinating. And, you know, every so often I'll write a post that gets a lot of engagement and it's often around this issue of, oh, you know, I 
do this creative thing on the side. I'm a musician or, you know, I'm an artist. And, um, but I have this job in finance or in accounting or, you know, something that's traditionally not considered a creative job. And I, I feel like I, I can't tell people that I do what I do on the weekend, or I feel frustrated because I have an opinion about what our company's logo should look like, but they're not going to listen to me because I'm the director of operations. And I think that, I do think the world is very primed for those barriers to break down now more than ever. I think we have far fewer large hierarchical structures where people are in silos than we did 20 or 30 years ago. Um, and yet that, that kind of barrier between the creatives and the not creatives somehow still remains. Um, so I think, you know, I, I feel that that's an important message that all of us who are saying it have to share, which is, and I'll give you, which is that, you know, people who have create creative ideas who come from whatever discipline should absolutely share them. They should absolutely share their outside of work creativity. Um, as an example, I was working with a woman who runs a tech startup in the real estate space. So nothing to do with music or anything explicitly creative. And she was saying that she never talks about her former career as a professional musician when she's pitching work or when she's hiring employees um, because she doesn't want to erode her credibility or she thinks people will find it confusing. And I think that is something so many of us share. I know I experienced that uh, for many years early in my career. And I think that, you know, the more of us can sort of come out as creatives um, and make it, you know, legitimate about, that we not only don't have something to hide, but we actually have a lot to share. Um, you know, her music career totally informs her work. It gives her a different way of thinking about things, a different way of collaborating with people um, that a different person wouldn't have. Mm, definitely. In the areas that I'm in now with coaching, we've actually started to see a lot more coaches coming out saying, yeah, I am creative. And they're starting to mix it with the coaching and say their art or, you know, whatever else they do that's creative and mixing it together and finding huge benefits for their clients, you know, to bring out this different side of them so that they're totally present and they're, you know, it's all about mindfulness and that now. Are you finding that's what people are doing? They're becoming more present because they're bringing that creativity in? I definitely think so. I definitely think there's an overlap between, and I love that you raised the notion of mindfulness because that's another thing that I find very important. I mean, I find it very important in my own life, um, but I also find it very important in business. And I use that word and that idea a lot when I talk about, when I help clients with branding, you know, thinking mindfully about your choices, thinking mindfully about who you are, taking a minute to reflect on your values and where you came from as an organization um, or as a, as a concept if you're a new brand. And I do think that, that the overlap of that mindfulness with creativity is very, uh, very relevant because when you're in that mindset, that's a much more open uh, receptive, creative mindset. So the two go hand in hand. Yeah, I agree. So are you finding, yes, a lot of the small business people, you know, they take this on, you know, quite enthusiastically. But what about in the corporates? You're saying you've worked in there, you're starting to bring it in, but are they, you know, really taking it seriously? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I actually tested all of this stuff on corporate clients way before I started doing it with smaller, smaller businesses. I mean, they're actually thrilled to, you know, this is a group of people that's used to coming into 
a windowless room with fluorescent lighting and they're dressed in their professional gear and they've got a whiteboard and a flip chart and they're there to, you know, hear somebody lecture them and maybe say one or two things around a conference table. And just the very fact of having them stand up walk around the room, put post-it notes on things, interact with each other in small groups, you know, use pictures. It, it just, they always come out of it, finding it to be a fun experience. And then the information, the, the conclusions that we come to afterwards are much, much richer and people feel, as you said, much more engaged. This is also true on the you know, customer insight, customer research side, which is another big piece of what I do or what anyone in branding does, I think. So, you know, you can do a phone call or an interview with a customer and ask them a series of questions or, you know, potentially I think a lot of people will just hire, you know, a vendor who does that and only that. Or you can put together a mood board for them that's got pictures and kind of well-written copy that sounds like something they might say and all of a sudden you've given them stimulus to react to or if you have the luxury of doing an in-person piece of research like a focus group or a one-on-one -on -one in-person interview you can have them do you know exercises with card sorts and word sorts and creating a collage on the wall and suddenly it's a it's frankly much faster and much more accurate portrait of them telling you what your brand is about then you're going to get from just a conversation. So what about if we say focus on maybe some small business people and that and you said you were doing the um, the workshops and things with them what sort of things are they coming to you what challenges are they coming with you to start with and then how do they feel once they've left knowing that they can use their creativity within their business? Sure so I think there's two different stages, I would say, I work with smaller businesses. One is really the solopreneur, the healthcare practitioner, the attorney in private practice, the startup person who has one new product or service that they've just launched. And they're really just trying to get their whole mind around the notion of branding. They feel like, I've got something off the ground, because I, you know, sort of have a good product or service, but I don't really know much about marketing and I'm really looking to reach out to a bigger audience and figure out what this whole marketing and branding thing is about. And so the tools I use are the same, but, but I think the mindset that they're coming in with is much more open to say, you know, help me put a stake in the ground for the very first time around what is my brand? What are my messages? Help me write my story in a way that will really connect with people. Help me figure out who those people are that I'm connecting with and who they aren't. Um, and then give me like a little roadmap for, you know, a practical, tactical roadmap for how to execute that. Um, and then I also work with slightly later stage, still small companies where, um, and this is typically where you know, they've grown from the initial few founders, they maybe have 20 to 50 employees now, and they're starting to see, oh, that organic, we all know what the DNA of this company is, we're all speaking the same language, we're all telling the same story, may not be the case now that we've just hired a bunch of new people, and they're not 
the original crew and they don't know and live the original story in their bones and they may not be telling the same story. They may not even know the origin story of this company and what we stand for. And there it's you know, often a, like a really full day workshop with the team to kind of nail down what is core to your brand, what's part of your DNA that you wanna carry forward and why, and who do you serve today? Are there other folks you'd like to serve tomorrow? We'll talk a little bit about innovation and growth if people have plans for where that may, that may go. But most importantly, they come out of it with a stake in the ground um, in the same way where it's like, here's, here's what our brand inalienably stands for, our values, our mission, our purpose, our pillars. And then, you know, here's how we express that in the world in words and pictures. And they'll have a little book to work from that they can use to onboard new people that they can use when they hire an ad agency. Um, so the deliverables are a little bit different and the process is a little bit different depending on the phase of, you know, where somebody is in their growth. Um, but the building blocks and the philosophy is the same. Mm, yeah, I can see that. And I just see the benefits, you know, of bringing this creativity to bond the people that you've got, you know, with you already or the ones you're, as you say, onboarding that don't know your origin story. Because I was actually not thinking of that. But when you were at that stage, yes, those people you bring on, you sort of just bring them on, tell them what their skills are and that's it. But this would be a great process to take, you know, the whole team or your, your whole office to say, hey, this is where we came from. This is why we, we look this way. And having those um, those days or, you know, even if you do workshops and things with each other, I just see the benefits for that. Yeah. And I think the, where the creativity comes in, and, and I think it's important to call it out because creativity is a squishy word, just mm -hmm. like strategy. It can mean so many things. But the way I think about it is, you know, the origin of strategy is actually from the military. Businesses only started explicitly using strategy in the 1960s and with the rise of management consulting firms. And it was explicitly taken from war strategy. And so the idea was to think about your competition and how to beat your competition. And so that's the traditional model for strategy. And the way that a creative strategy is different and you know the way, the way I work with clients, which is frankly a little bit unorthodox vis-a-vis -vis, you know, traditional strategy is, I steer them away from spending too much time thinking about their competition. Of course, you're aware of who else is out there, but I encourage them to think more about, to really spend a lot of time thinking about themselves and what they care about, spend, some, spend a lot of time thinking about their customers and what they care about. And then when they start thinking about the outside world, which of course includes competitive offerings, think about that as your community because those competitors might become collaborators, right? The, you know, there's a whole world of, people around you and let's not define them right away as the enemy. Let's think about, you know, how we can reach out, who we want to reach out to, how, who, how we can collaborate, who we can connect with. Um, and maybe customers are collaborators. We don't know, but, but it's a, that openness is a much more creative approach as well as the actual physical tools. Mm, mm, I love that. And I find that uh, creativity too will give them that the uniqueness isn't the individualness compared to like always comparing yourself to others and trying to be like them. Yes. I'm yes. seeing the creativity as being giving them their uniqueness. 
Absolutely. I, I, I often talk about finding your unicorn. Mm. You know, there's, <laughs> unicorns are so popular in pop culture right now. But, um, and, and I think the reason for that is that the idea of being unique, I mean, in fact, that's what we've decided to name companies that are extraordinarily successful. We call them unicorns. Mm. And it's because they're this kind of one of a kind or one among many. And are, we are all unicorns. We have to find out what it is that makes us or our brand, makes our brand the unicorn. And, and that's gonna be what differentiates you. Mm. Yeah, definitely, I love that. Well, Susan, I've loved talking about this creativity at work and how you can bring it in and how it's a good mix now. Um, and, and I love that, to hear that the small corporates and the bigger companies are bringing that in as well because I just see it as such an important thing and mindfulness. I love that topic in just itself. So I'm loving what you're doing. So thank you very much for coming on today. Now, if any of my listeners want to contact you or find out more about what you do, where's the best place for them to go? Well, thank you so much for having me. And um, folks can go to electrifyyourwork.com and that will lead you into all of my content and website and good stuff. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Igniter's creativity at work has huge benefits for both the large company and to the solopreneur. It can bring so much to your branding, your staff, your own analytical and creative thinking and your connection to what you do. If you want to know more about Susan, go to her website, electrifyyourwork.com. For more about bringing adventure to your life and your business, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.